Hello. Hello and welcome to Historically Really Good Friends mini episode. A mini queer history podcast. I'm mini Rachel Craig. <laughs> and I'm mini teeny tiny Jared Femblow. <laughs> and and welcome to another listener episode. Listener episode. Yeah, our third installment. We still don't know what to call this little segment when we do it every now and then, but if you folks have any ideas, write in. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. But we've got three amazing, wonderful, generous stories to share with you all today. So, oh, right. The, yes. Uh, this might help to explain to people who have never heard a listener stories episode yet. Sure. You, the listener, writes in a story to Rachel and I at historically really good friends at gmail.com or DMing us on Instagram at historically really. You tell us a story about your queer experience or somebody in your life that is queer that has inspired you in such a way or, you know, a camp story about the love of your life or any other queer story you want to tell us to be read on the internet and be cemented here forever. Yes, you are a part of our queer history podcast. Your individual historical experiences are very mm-hmm. important for us to share in our little project here. Yeah. So please, if you're feeling brave, if you have permission for yourself or for other people's stories, um, if you want to remain anonymous, if you want to shout your name from our mouths, <laughs> please <Yep. laughs> send send in a story and we are happy to share it with everyone else in this little historically really good friends community. Absolutely. Why don't I kick it off with a listener story? Please do. Let's get into it. Don't waste another moment of my time. I would never. Okay. So to kick us off, we have a DM. Someone slid into our DMs at Historically Really. And they write, Hi, and Mabuhe. I'm from the Philippines, and this is my coming out story. Just like any queer kid, growing up I already knew I was different, and it took me 17 years to accept the beauty I have and the uniqueness I carry. It was November 2021 when I finally decided to come out. It was the month that I've prepared myself mentally and also made the letters, the medium in which I decided to use to come out. I wanted to come out through letters because I didn't want them to say things they didn't mean just because they were consumed by their emotions. I planned on coming out December 25th, 2021. During the days leading up to December 25th, I would cry out of nowhere because I would imagine myself being kicked out, insulted by my own family, and being called a disgrace. The dreaded day then came. It was 5.23am on December 25th of 2021. I prepared myself, took a bath, and made the necessary preparations. The plan was... I would leave the letter I prepared that contained the whole story of how I found myself, the struggles in finding myself, and the happiness I felt when I found myself. Then it began. Before I attended Mass, I left the letter to my parents and hoped for the best. I stayed for another couple of hours after the Mass ended. I prayed the love they gave me will still be the same even after I come out. I have heard my fair share of coming out stories. I would say 70% of them didn't turn out great. It would lead to broken relationships or a debate or discussion. And I was preparing myself for all of these bad scenarios and creating situations on how to cope. But surprisingly, as I came home, they all hugged me. 
And they saw my sufferings, triumphs, and genuinity. They accepted me. I never expected it. My father, who never cried, even in the funeral of his own mother, had tears rolling down his face because he cared about how I felt and the pain I had to go through in silence. They apologized for things they didn't mean to say because they didn't know, and I happily embraced the apologies and love. I wanted to share my story because I want to be one of the few happy coming out stories. I was scared before because I never truly knew how I will handle rejection, because in so many stories, I've only heard about sad and bad outcomes. But alas, here is my story that may help other queer kids to muster up the courage and hope for the best. Coming out set me free from my chains, but the journey only starts here as I teach myself how to truly fly. Thank you so much to our listener who sent in that story. It was really beautiful, and you're absolutely right. I'm glad you could share a happy coming out experience. I'm glad that you had that experience and that you were willing to share it with us and with our listeners. It is really beautiful to know that you have a really, really great relationship with your family and were able to to tell them and, and that they accepted that. Agreed. And I think another thing to take away from the story is if you are going to come out, make sure you're doing it when you know you will be safe, if you need to make mm-hmm. other arrangements before you do it, if you make sure you have an escape plan, make sure you're prepared for all outcomes because it can end badly, like this mm-hmm. listener was saying, or it can go really, really great. But just in case things don't go as well as we would hope, you need to make mm-hmm. sure that you are safe first and foremost and right. take care of yourself. Right. We want to prioritize your safety and know that you know, there's a family out there and there's a community out there for you mm-hmm. to accept your coming out story if it happens that it's not the people you initially tell. And I do love how this listener story, they were saying how they like took a nice bath and mm-hmm. they got everything prepared got everything like ready. before before Christmas morning, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And they sort of gathered themselves and, and it really sounds like put themselves first, both before they're coming out and now on their continued journey. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing and letting us be a part of yeah, that journey. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. So we have another DM Ooh. from a listener and they write, all right, story time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Great start. I spent all of my high school and college career sneaking around and hiding girlfriends and all the gayness in my life from my very religious mother who I lived with until last week. Mm -hmm. So now I'm fully moved into a new apartment and living by myself where I have the freedom to be as gay as I want. Oh, hell yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) happy for you. Yeah, that's the best feeling. Unfortunately, I forgot I had left a security camera that I had recently left connected to a living room outlet on. The camera was linked to my email, which had our other home security camera linked to my mom's app. Uh So when I wandered about bringing girls home all of last week, I had no idea that my mom was getting live notifications of everything. No. (laughs) The plan, a horror movie, truly. Wow. No. The plan was always to come out once I moved out of my house, but this wasn't part of the plan either. Now I have to live with the fact that she has definitely seen some things that an elderly Christian mother should never see. 
So <laughs> that was our listener story. This is a maybe a more unconventional coming out, not really on your own terms, but like right. good for you. I hang it out. Yeah, if you're out a now. Hell of and, a week. Yeah, truly. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but everybody else, this is a cautionary tale. Do not leave <laughs> your cameras on. Do not leave them connected. No. When you get out, get out. Like sign out of all devices nobody needs to see that truly it's like library computers if you leave your gmail logged in someone will go through your shit so make sure you're signed out of everything sign out of every library computer you access honestly what a roller coaster though like definitely not part of the plan i would imagine maybe avoids a conversation i don't know how we feel about that but like sounds like you're having some fun in your new place absolutely live it up this is what you know moving out and being in your first apartment is all about be safe don't bring anybody over that's going to be a serial killer i know women usually are less yes. likely to be serial killers but you never know just be safe you never know. also i really hope that you and your mom are doing all right and everything yeah. was kind of smoothed over from from that knowledge then being right. public um right best of from luck the initial to you. jarring jarring yeah. experience yeah, yeah, yeah so i hope you're okay i hope you're safe and thank you for submitting your story yes thank you all righty and our last story that rachel and i are gonna read together share together split up a little bit comes in an email and mm. the subject line is listener tale my uncle gene slash aunt gina and they write Hello, Jared and Rachel. Thank you for creating your informative podcast. I have always enjoyed history and I've become very interested in LGBTQ history because of my dear late Uncle Gene. I am happy to share Uncle Gene's story of figuring out his sexuality with you two and your listeners, but first let me set the stage with some background. My name is Tammy, and my first memory of Uncle Gene is from when I was about nine or ten. I lived in rural Iowa, where he also grew up, and he was visiting his family from his home in St. Louis. He was unlike any man I had ever seen since he had long, beautiful fingernails and colored his hair a shocking red. He also told the most fantastical tales, and I was spellbound. Uncle Gene had an incredible memory and shared detailed, absorbing stories of his life. By the 1990s, his family and friends began asking Gene to please record his memories for posterity. So he began handwriting his stories. He claimed he was, quote-unquote, too old to learn how to use a computer. Uncle Gene actually did end up publishing a memoir titled Farm Boy, City Girl, From Gene to Miss Gina, Mm -hmm. which was published in April of 2020. So we will share with you as well where you can get it and read some more of these excerpts yourself because we wanted to make sure we included some of them, but don't want to give everything away. Uh, uh, So uh. real quick, Tammy also writes, in aside to explain the male pronouns, Jean never totally lived as a woman, but often dressed as Miss Gina. I actually never saw him in drag, Tammy writes, although he showed me many photos. So that's just a little note about that. So... Tammy writes that Jean's life was full of twists and turns. He worked through periods of depression, anorexia, self-loathing, drinking, and abusive boyfriends. He also did much for his family, including putting his life on hold when he was 24 to return to the farm to help care for his youngest brothers after the tragic death of their mother. Jean also took care of his partner Leroy as much as he could before Leroy passed away from HIV AIDS in 2000. Gene ends his book with a reflection on being gay, an excerpt which I will share now. 
All the gay people I have ever known were caring individuals. As a gay person, I changed diapers and cared for younger siblings, nephews, and nieces ever since I could lift a child. Gay individuals oftentimes are caregivers for elderly parents. We come in all shades of color in all cultures and are in all the jobs of the world. We are everywhere and blend right into all segments of society. We are not dumber, smarter, prettier, or uglier than anyone else. I used to hear people say normal instead of heterosexual. What is normal to a straight individual is not normal to me. Normal is defined in the eye of the beholder. We gay humans are God's children made in his own image and likeness. I don't think God would create gay, lesbian, bisexual, or trans children if he didn't have a plan for us. I don't think he wants to pitch his children into the fiery abyss. And so that was an excerpt from Jean's memoir, um, which you can find more information about at facebook.com slash farmboycitygirlbook. And Tammy writes the book and ebook are available on all major book selling websites. Again, the book was published in April 2020, which Tammy writes ended up being just seven months before Uncle Jean's death at age 89. So be mm-hmm. sure to check that out if you are interested. Absolutely. Thank you, Tammy, for writing in that story about your family member. It's very heartbreaking to hear stories of people that go through so much pain and strife in their lives, but I'm glad that they were able to come to terms with who they were and figure out more about themselves and have a support Mm -hmm. system in family and in friends and were able to find love and happiness in their life. Yes, I do really appreciate you sharing. I was very excited to see this story come through. I myself have an Uncle Gene, and it was really nice to be able to kind of immortalize in some small way more of another Uncle Gene story (laughs) here on our podcast. And I know you wrote at the end of your email that you do hope that he's listening. I I hope so as well. I appreciate you sort of entrusting us with that story. And make sure you go check out the memoir as well. And thank you to everybody that wrote in today for entrusting us with your stories and everybody that in the future will write into our podcast. So again, if you want to write in, you want to share your stories, you can write to us at historicallyreallygoodfriends at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at historicallyreally. We'll see you in a few weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.